0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Retrospection. On this show, we're grabbing our saddlebags and riding the range with Carry On Cowboy from 1965. My name's Colin, and I hate to have to say it, but your ding has lost its dong. I don't think I ever had a ding, did I? No, you, you what's the thing in the bell, is it a clapper? It is, yes. Yeah, yeah, your clapper's all clapped out.
1: It is, it is. I can't go without the clappers anymore, that's true. No, you can't. (laughs) And my name's Paul, and I'm determined to keep the stodge out of sex.
0: I always thought you were determined to keep the sex out of stodge. We
1: well, should be that way around, really.
0: CMDB says stodge city is in the grip of the Rumpole kid and his gang. Mistaken identity again takes a hand as a sanitary engineer named Marshall P. Nutt is mistaken for a law marshal. But being the conscientious sort, Marshall tries to help the town get rid of Rumpo, and a showdown is inevitable. Marshall has two aides, revenge-seeking Annie Oakley, and his sanitary expertise.
1: That's a surprisingly detailed uh, description of the plot for this movie, isn't it? Yeah, I thought
0: so, for this kind of film. It is. And it stars Sid James as Johnny Finger, the Rumpo Kid...
1: Johnny Finger, I like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be your nickname,
1: right? Oh, you beat me to it. I was just about to say that. I knew one of us was going to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the, all doing the old ones. Yeah, I beg your pardon? Kenneth Williams as Judge Burke. Angela Douglas as Annie Oakley. Jim Dale as Marshall Peanut. Charles Hartree as Chief Big Heap. Joan Sims as Belle Armitage. Bernard Bresler as Little Heap, making his carry-on debut. Peter Butterworth as Doc. I'm Percy Herbert as Charlie the Bartender. Screenplay by Talbot Rothwell and directed by Gerald Thomas.
1: So it's basically the the top-notch A-team gang, isn't it? From the Carry On movies.
0: Except missing uh, uh, Barbara Windsor. That's right, there's no Barbara. I never thought of that. There's no Barbara in this, is there? No, I'm guessing uh, Angela Douglas is playing the Barbara Windsor role. That's interesting
1: because I don't... I can't see... Barbara Windsor playing that role in kind of the same way. Angela Douglas has got kind of a innocence about her, hasn't she? Yeah.
0: Where, yeah.
1: where, where Barbara Windsor always did it completely the opposite way. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess she could have played the Joan Sims role, but then what would Joan Sims do? And Joan Sims kind of plays those roles where she's lusting after the main character but doesn't quite get him, usually. That's her Role in the Carry On films.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um if if Barbara had played that role, though the Jonesons' role, I think Sid would have enjoyed it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. So the the underlying story of a bumbling British man finding himself in the Wild West was inspired by the Jane Mansfield Kenneth Moore film, The Sheriff of Fractured Jaw. That doesn't ring a bell. Ah, oh, nineteen fifty nine, I think, okay. and. Guess who appears briefly as a drunken stagecoach passenger in that film? Go on. Sid James.
1: I thought you were going to say Charles Hawtrey for a
0: second. <laughs> no, it's Sid James. Oh, right. Because Sid James, he went for a period where he was cameoing in a lot of films. Yeah, I mean, his his filmography is huge, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And he, and he was never yeah. really a, a comedic actor for a long time, was he? he? He played a lot of heavies, a lot of bad guys, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: and characters were by... They, they weren't totally criminal, but they were bending the law. Yeah. Boxing promoters, things like that. Things
1: like that, yeah. and but she, yeah. Which always amuses me because most people see him as this, you know, the bless this house, carry-on guy, don't they? Who played Sid in everything, yeah. really.
0: That's one of the reasons he liked this film because his character in it is similar to the ones that he used to play before he got sucked into the carry-on film franchise yeah
1: i read that this was his um favorite of all the carry-ons that he that he did because he always wanted to be a cowboy didn't he growing up as a kid who doesn't No, did you want to be a cowboy or did you want to be like a village people cowboy
0: oh that's an interesting question I mean, could it not be both? You know, a cowboy who likes to sing. There's a lot of those. Oh,
1: I suppose in this modern age that we live in, you know, anything goes, Colin.
0: Yeah, stop labeling people. Paul. I'll,
1: I'll stop. I'll, I shouldn't do that, yeah. really, should
0: I? Yeah. Cowboy is the only carry on film to not finish shooting on time. Yeah, it went. Didn't
1: it go over schedule by a day?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not bad for 30 films, is <laughs> That's it? Not,
1: and wasn't Gerald Thomas really proud of that fact as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the only reason it was delayed was because it rained too much the first day of shooting. Oh, hold on,
1: it, it it rained in that um, Arizona desert that they obviously shot the movie in.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, yeah.
1: Oh, because, I mean, anyone would think it was the Surrey countryside, wouldn't they?
0: They would, yeah. 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 In Germany, this is called the Rumpo Kid. Makes sense. They're, they're always matter-of-fact. Yep, straightforward. Yeah. yes, they are. yeah. Uh, Kenneth Williams based his character's voice on American comedy producer Hal Roach Hal Roach is the person who brought Laurel and Hardy together Yeah,
1: I, I, I read that and then I, I googled Hal Roach just to um, compare the two and yeah, I can see that completely
0: Yeah, so Hal Roach wanted Williams to go to Hollywood and shoot a film for him but Williams turned him down He
1: He, he was one of those, wasn't he, that never particularly wanted to leave England
0: Yeah yeah. One of the Indian burback riders is Go on. Richard O'Brien, creator of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and original host of the Crystal Maze.
1: That's right. Yes. Um and I re- I, I I didn't write that down in my notes, but I do remember reading it now. Didn't he um he rode his own horse apparently or something, didn't he?
0: Well, I don't, didn't, didn't read that bit. What, he brought <laughs> his sure horse he, to work? Yeah.
1: Well, if anyone was going to have a horse, it'd be Richard O'Brien, wouldn't it? Come on.
0: I suppose so.
1: I'm not fact-checking wow. it. Maybe I made that up. No. I don't know. Uh- no,
0: we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it <laughs> in. Do you have anything? Uh. Yeah.
1: Um. There, there was a, an interesting fact that, that we talked about off the podcast when we decided to do this movie, that this is the only Western ever made where the town doesn't have a left-hand turn.
0: Yeah, and I was watching it and I was thinking why they couldn't have just done that because from the angles of the camera, you wouldn't have seen anything because the buildings would have gone further and you just would have seen a gap. So I, it's a weird thing yeah. to do. There must have been a reason. Yeah.
1: Well, the reason that they gave, isn't it, is that um, because they were shooting in the Surrey countryside, that they, they didn't have rolling hills in the background like a like an actual western. Most westerns do, don't they? You have a prairie that you can see through the town.
0: Yeah, but you would never have, from the angles they shot it, you would never have been able to see anything anyway.
1: No. Do you know whether these sets were custom built for this? I mean, I presume they weren't custom built for this movie.
0: I, I couldn't find any information about that because I was interested because this is one of those ones where they have very good sets. Yeah. You know, you've got Cleo, this one, Jack, and... Uh, Don't Lose Your Head. What's the other one? Kyber yeah i kyber. guess so don't lose your head yeah. carrying up the kyber but even those are a bit sparse but it
1: uh, it always does tend oh carry on screaming oh yes because they used a lot of the hammer stuff didn't they um yeah. but you do tend to find that um the historical ones the what or the period carry on movies always tend to be they have um better production values yeah and they're probably better movies
0: yeah, and and it's no surprise to suggest that the production values sort of go downhill as the films progress. Well, that, yeah, really, don't that's you think? powerful, of
1: the course with most franchises, isn't it? I think, and and, and you're constantly re- battling against repeating yourself in carry on
0: movies. I would imagine. Well, we wouldn't know anything about that.
1: Oh no, because we're fresh every every time. Yeah, 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 we're completely yeah, yeah. fresh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was also Joan Sims' favorite carry on role.
0: Yeah, I can see why. It'd be most of them.
1: And we talked about Sid James um, being really good in it. Um, And weirdly for Kenneth Williams, he he actually agreed and thought that this was probably Sid James' best performance in all the Carry On movies. And they famously didn't particularly get on. (laughs) So for him to say that must have impressed him. Yeah, I can see why. Jim Dale trained for two weeks to learn all the tricks that he does for about 30 seconds in that montage
0: at the end of the movie. Not... Oh, when he's drawing yeah. the gun and getting it the wrong way round. I can see why, because it's really hard to do. Yeah,
1: I, but he, he put he always he's pulls fast that, too. He always pulls that stuff off really well though, Jim Dell, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he's a very physical yeah. actor. And um the lo- the only other thing that I was gonna say is that Eric Rogers' brother Alan wrote the song that's in this movie, This is the Night for Love, which I'm sure we'll talk about when it pops up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you can actually see him playing piano in the movie as well.
0: Yeah, you can, yeah all right let's get on with the film roll them cowboy uh so we open with a crooning western theme
1: yeah it's kind of got that frankie lane sort of rawhide vibe to it that was popular at the time wasn't
0: it yeah yeah and we're watching like the rumpel kid heading to the city Mm -hmm. very traditional western opening where he meets three people who are trying to kill him and he shoots them yeah and he says i wonder what they wanted (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's quite he's it's, it's incredibly well shot, this opening sequence, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yes. I'm gonna talk about that later, but uh, I also assume this is the only carry-on film where Sid James kills people.
1: Doesn't he kill people in Cleo?
0: Who does he kill in Cleo?
1: I'm I had a I have a funny feeling that he, he he kills people with a sword in Cleo at some point. Oh
0: during, during fight scenes.
1: Mm, um it's possible yeah. well a lot of people die in this movie though, don't they? <laughs> Thinking they kid about it yeah it's very violent he's kind of a good gag there <laughs> when he says, um I wonder what they wanted I'm not sure the pansy line would fly
0: <laughs> very well no oh right yeah, yeah because of the flowers mm-hmm. he's going to put on their mm-hmm. graves i I also like the follow-up jokes when we meet the judge and the dark and they're talking about Jesse James and it's revealed that Jesse James is a woman. And she killed her husband.
1: <laughs> yeah. And. Because um, he was 92. <laughs> yeah. And what's the game they're playing? They're not playing. You think they're playing poker, but they're not playing poker.
0: No, they're playing. Isn't it like uh, Snap
1: or something like that? Something yeah. like that.
0: It's one of those that you got Mrs. Bunn and all that. That's stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah. And. I can't remember what game that is. And the jokes are really fast and furious. They are in this bit, but they're not through. A lot
1: of this film, are they?
0: Not like a usual carry-on movie. No, there's sections. Right. But in this bit, they're, they're like, just every line's a joke, you know, and this is like, <laughs> I've won the pot, and they hand him that ceramic <laughs> pot. And there's signs everywhere. Did you notice all the signs?
1: I was, I, you know, I watched it twice, and, and I was trying to make note of what some of the signs were. So go on, you obviously did.
0: Well, it's all like, like, no spitting, no swearing, no shooting, no nothing. <laughs> and then in, inside the uh, saloon, but is all horses to be left outside? <laughs> but it's inside the saloon. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's that. So there's lots of signs there because apparently the judge, or the, who's also the mayor, is obsessed with signs.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is, some of the accents are a little bit dodgy, aren't they?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, they are. They're all over the place. Some, of, especially. Uh, What's his name? The bartender? Oh, Charlie.
1: <laughs> there's, whole, there's whole moments where he's not even bothering, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely not going to win awards for accents. No. And Sid, Sid's comes and goes as well, doesn't it? I noticed. Which is funny because he's played an American a few times. He and of course, he's not British. Yeah, but he's it's South weird. He's It
1: doesn't sound right, though, does it? No. The best one's probably Williams. Kenneth Williams's accent. Because it's over the top, but at least it's consistent.
0: Yeah. She never loses it. Yeah, but it doesn't really bother you that
1: much. No, no. I mean, it's a carry on movie. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have to yeah, say that
1: the, the, the gag, the one gag in 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 this um, bit in the saloon that, that did make me chuckle more than the others, and and it's a it's a it's not a great gag. It's just when um, the judge says, "Oh, someone's dropped one," and then he picks up the
0: card <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> That's just me there, isn't wow. it? You know, <laughs> all, these, all these great poems and lines they're coming up with and that's the one you choose.
1: <laughs> There's also something that the, in the way that Kenneth Williams says the word disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like your wife talking to you.
1: I wonder where you were going with that then. I thought, I'm going to have to cut <laughs> this out. <laughs> Can't leave
0: this in. You may still want to. <laughs> I'm like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. wow nah, no. well. And so we also meet uh bell who owns the saloon played by Joe Sims. yeah and she shoots the drink out of rompo's hand
1: and you know what i i was what i watched this twice as i said and i'm thinking to myself how did they do that and then i just thought he just squeezed it with his fingers didn't he yeah
0: because if you actually look the glass is in front of him so in theory he should be dead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true
1: <laughs> and i think he's <laughs> and the... his hands are over it anyways around the other side of it so
0: yeah yeah so yeah you know. But I guess we should discuss this. Like I think we discuss it in most carry-on films and we hammer this point home. That Again, this is another carry-on film where all the female characters are stronger, cleverer than the men.
1: Absolutely. It's almost like it, it was a thing. You know, it, it wasn't just uh, something that was created now. That, that yeah. was always a thing. Yeah. You
0: know. And we always talk about how the, the carry-on films are considered to be sexist and Misogynistic, and that they're just not at not all. Not at all. No. They might lean towards that as they get through, you know, later periods when they're trying to compete with the confessions and the adventures. Yeah, films. when you when but you get to
1: things like Carry On England or Carry On Emmanuel, yeah, I think, I think we're going
0: yeah, straying
1: too far in that direction. But but here, no, yeah. not at all. But at this point, no, no,
0: yeah. Bell reveals that her, her friends call her Ding Dong, and Rompose asks if you could give her a clang sometime.
1: <laughs> and doesn't he pull? Pull out his gun
0: and she says, Ma, you've got a big one. And he says, I'm from Texas. We all got big ones. Yeah, it does. Uh, And so they talked to the judge. Well, the judge walks away. Mm -hmm. And the camera follows him. Did you notice what Sid James did as he walks off screen?
1: What
0: did he do? On the edge of the screen, as he walks past Peter Butterworth, he pushes Peter's hat over his eyes. And he's like, (laughs) like Woo! So I'm getting... I think that's an ad lib because technically you probably didn't think he was in shot at the time.
1: Yeah, so he was just having a bit of fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we've got to figure out that the judge basically owns the town. Mm-hmm. and But, well, he should own the town, but the Rumpo Kid pretty much runs it,
1: right? He, do, he does now, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, and the and the judge goes over to the sheriff <laughs> to try and get him to uh, stop I, I love this the sequence. Rumpo Kid. I love this sequence. And... Uh, the uh, sheriff is played by? John Pertwee. Yeah, yeah, and he's deaf <laughs> and pretty much blind. <laughs> Did you
1: notice that, that there's apparently little holes cut into his glasses so that he could see through them? So, I read it, and th- so this time when I watched it, I, I, I really paid attention, and there's one shot when Kenneth Williams picks up the glasses and holds them very close to the camera, and you can see that there's tiny little holes in the centre of the glass so that you can see through them.
0: Why didn't they just put glass in the lenses? Because
1: they they kind of that weird they make his eyes look bigger, don't they? To to emphasize the fact oh, that he that he can't so they see. Oh, so he needed to do.
0: Yeah. It. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So he generally probably couldn't see properly. Probably not, no. <laughs> right. And he's
1: so good John Pertwee. He he, he never really had big parts in Carry On movies, when he turned up, he always kind of stole every scene that he was in. Yeah. I think yeah. the other one that comes to mind is the. Isn't he like a soothsayer in Carry On Cleo?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. he is. You're right. Yeah. 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 It's surprising he didn't become a permanent member of the Carry On team. Probably wanted more money, didn't he? Probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. You never ask. You yeah. never ask for more money from the Carry
0: On team. No, but as some <laughs> as, the, as some of the actors learned that lesson. <laughs> I think
1: that. Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Yeah. I think even. Um, when we talked to uh, Judy Matheson, I think she she talked about that, didn't she? Yeah. yeah.
0: So the sheriff is going to go across the street and sort out the Rumpole kid. He gets on his horse backwards, <laughs> goes across the street on his horse, then gets <laughs> off.
1: And it, it's, a, it's a very physical performance from John Pertwee as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because he's stumbling into things, yeah. pulling faces. I love
1: how when he's walking yeah. through the saloon and he's just knocking over all the chairs and tables.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: it's a shame yeah. that that he leaves the movie so soon.
0: Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. you.
1: I'd like to have seen more it would have of an
0: interesting to have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He gets a good send off though. He gets a nice death scene.
0: He does. Do you want to describe it?
1: Well, he 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 barges his way into like the bedroom, doesn't he? And he's talking to um. Well, he keeps mistake. <laughs> At one point, he thinks the horse is uh Rampo, doesn't he? The horse is laying in the yes. bed.
0: Oh, oh yeah, because the the Rumpo puts his horse in yeah. the bed. <laughs> Do
1: you know, as a kid, I always used to think that was a real horse. So looking at it now, I'm thinking, that's not a real horse, is it?
0: No, uh, it's not. I, for a minute, then, I thought you were going to say that you thought that cowboys really did that.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I know it's a strange thing for me to think it was a real horse, but I wasn't... You're not that like, daft. Not that daft, no. Um, okay. I always used to think as a kid when I was watching this movie, I wonder how they got that horse to lay in that bed and stay so still.
0: They killed him.
1: <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> was 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 uh, Peter a thing on movie sets back in, in the 60s? I don't know.
0: Yeah, he, he was playing
1: dog. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Uh... <laughs> so he, he, he tries to arrest Rumpo and um, he uses the little gun that, is tucked into uh, Belle's boudoir, shall we
0: say? Boudoir? Yeah. <laughs> I think you could say bosoms.
1: Bosoms. Bosoms.
0: Yeah. No, but don't say it like that. What bosoms? Well you ain't bosoms. That's
1: <laughs> the way I always say it, Colin. Oh is that? Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Explains <laughs> a lot.
1: <laughs> and he dies, but he gets a good he gets a good death scene.
0: He does, yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to Washington, D.C., the Bureau of Internal Affairs, Mm -hmm. because the judge from Stodge City has requested a marshal to be sent out to sort out the Rumpo Kid.
1: I suppose this is the moment where we should mention there's a lot of similarities in this movie with Blazing Saddles, Uh, and and it only really hit me when it got to this scene, because don't they have a similar... Doesn't Mel Brooks play kind of like a lecherous... Washington official in um, long Saddle.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think pretty so.
1: pretty sure he does. There's lots of similarities. Mm. So, you're not telling me that, that uh, Mel Brooks isn't aware of this movie. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's other things later. Could be. As well.
0: well could be. He could be onto something mm-hmm. there. And uh, Marshall Nut turns up at the White House. He's looking for a job because he's a sanitation worker. Mm-hmm. But his name is Marshall P. Nut.
1: I can see where this is going.
0: You can, can you? Yeah. (laughs) Because he's sent to the Bureau of Eternal Affairs and he's mistaken for an actual marshal and then he's sent to Stodge City.
1: Yeah, and um, there's that great scene where he's talking to the official and he he, he sticks the plunger onto the desk and rips the desk off.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, slapstick with Jim Dale's character.
1: Yeah, in in
0: all his carry-on performances. Because he does it so well. It does. It's surprising he wasn't a bigger actor than what he became. I mean I'm sure he's happy doing his stuff, theatre work that he mm. does. And I think he did the I think he did the voices for the uh, Harry Potter audiobooks in the US.
1: All right, okay. I believe so. I I can picture him when you say about how he he, he you're surprised he didn't become a bigger actor. I suppose that the that... The person that 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 did become huge because of a TV show that they were in, who's a very similar kind of performance in what he does, is Michael Crawford.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. you can
1: picture Jim Dale playing um, um, Frank Spencer. Frank Spencer, can't you? The Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what his singing voice is like, but <laughs> I,
0: I think he. I think he did do singing for a while. Did he? Did I he? I think so, yeah.
1: I think he's, pro- he's probably one of those, isn't he? He's like, they well, call well, him a triple well, well, threat. Well, where no, are you no, going? no, no, no. Triple threat. Pilot. Oh, triple, yes.
0: He's a dancer, singer, and actor. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. you're not telling me he can't dance. He's so physical. He must be able to
0: dance as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back in the Star City, the Rumpos gang are tearing up the town, the rustling cattle so that the city can't wait for the Marshall to arrive. Mm hmm. So the Rumpo kid, he pays for the coffins for all the people he's killed. I've always wondered this in Westerns.
1: So who pays for the... Because that happens a lot in Spaghetti Westerns as well, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, you're shooting all these people. Who's paying for them to be buried? Because you're not going to, because you've just killed people who hate you and they're Mm -hmm. your enemy. But in this, Rumpo does pay for them, which means he needs to keep robbing people and killing them to pay for their graves. If he just stopped shooting people, (laughs) he wouldn't need the money. Plus all the bullets he needs to buy. He's trapped in a vicious circle and he can't get out. Of he it. is. He is. So I think we need to be sympathetic to his plight. You're just saying that because you love Sid James. Oh, I just I just love an evil cowboy. <laughs> and that's I've what heard it that. is.
1: I've heard that. I've heard that. It is a good yeah. gag though that the undertaker's always lurking around in the background waiting for for more business.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's always got his tape measure. So, in the saloon, there's some dancing girls, which the judge doesn't like for some reason, and he wants to stop all this fun. He's kind of weird about this town. He doesn't want anyone <laughs> dancing, singing, or doing anything, really. And he confronts Rumpo about the castle rustling and stealing from the bank. Mm-hmm. And Rumpo tells him to draw, it, which J- he's not going to.
1: Sid James is actually great as a as a bad guy, isn't he? He's quite menacing. Even in, there's there's that, th- this particular scene where he says to the judge, go on, make me laugh some more. Yeah. And, and it's done with a smile on his face, but like this, this weird undercurrent that things are going to turn nasty any second here. Yeah. It's a really good performance.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think because he he's playing a, like I said, he's playing a character that he used to play before. He's not playing the hen-pecked husband. Yeah. Which is what he would end up doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the and 70s, the in the
0: late 70s. Yeah. 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 Their message is received saying that a federal marshal is on the way, and we get to see Marshal on the coach, where he meets Annie Oakley, who's on her way to kill the man who shot her father, who was the sheriff. Angela Douglas um, only appeared in, what,
1: two or three carry-on movies? Yeah. She's in this, she's in Screaming, and I think she's in Kyber as well, isn't she? Mm, yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, and again, she plays similar kinds of characters in all three of those movies but she fits in really well with everyone else it's, it's a shame that she she was not in more of them I think
0: yes definitely
1: do you think that was yeah. because of Barbara do you think that, that once she had Barbara you don't you, you can't have them both yeah and Barbara was the one that kind of people wanted to see more Yeah. so Annie's going to stodge to get revenge isn't she
0: yes that's what I just said
1: but they don't really go into it too much, do they? In the movie, they don't. I mean, she, she kind of forgets about it. Two thirds in, I think. Well, she's
0: playing. She's playing the long game. I
1: guess. I
0: guess. Like she, she um, she's trying to like win them over so they won't suspect her.
1: Yeah, I suppose this is this is also an element that's from one of those Bob Hope, Pale Face movies as well, isn't it? Isn't Jane? Is it? Isn't Which... Jane Russell's character in one of those movies looking for revenge?
0: She's in, yeah, Paleface and Son of yeah. Paleface. Yeah. Okay.
1: And also, she also in those movies as well. Um, he he thinks that he's like killing all these bad guys, and yeah, and it turns out it's not him; it's her.
0: Oh really? I know there's one where at the end he thinks he's killing the bad mm. guys, but it's other film and TV cowboys that are are killing them.
1: I, I'm the all, you know what the Bob Hope movies I haven't seen them in such a long time I really need to revisit them they all kind of mix together in your head don't they
0: yeah because he's like shooting them and then it cuts to a window and it'll be like whoever and then the last window is Bing Crosby
1: oh right okay maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm mixing it up I could have sworn that she's yeah, doing maybe. it as well but yeah there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's taken from other things but yeah. that's what Carry On did isn't it
0: that's true yeah yeah they're back in the saloon. They're talking about what to do about the marshal. And Rumpole comes up with a plan to get the local tribe of Native Americans to attack the coach. Thus, no suspicion on mm-hmm. them. So uh, Rumpole goes to the tribe, mm-hmm. and this is a, this is quite uh, this is a very funny moment when the big <laughs> big heap, the chief, comes out of his wigwam, and and rumpo's doing all the old you know,
1: me bigum, come from big yeah. <laughs>
0: And uh, and uh and they keep goes oh hello doesn't he say oh you do talk funny don't you <laughs> yeah he does do
1: do, do yeah. you think that being carry on fans as, as we are we know that bernard breslau took everything he did completely seriously he, he, he was he was yeah. a professional do you, do you yeah. think that he uh, he did a lot of research into Native American language? Did you get the words and the dialect absolutely spot on for this role? Oh, I would think so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay,
0: all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the line where Rumpo talks about how he he tried to speak to the Sioux Indians <laughs> before, and he was like, well, you couldn't trust them. One second it was peace on, then it was peace off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a gag that caused the British censors a lot of problems. They didn't know what to do with that.
0: Oh
1: really? It's a good yeah. gag. <laughs> it's but that's borderline. Um, I think they were, I don't know whether things because I think we were quite behind, weren't we, with censorship in terms of what how America was at that point. I think that even in the sixties, they 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 were starting to drop a few f bombs into movies and things like that. Whereas we were still debating whether we could have a piece on peace off joke <laughs> in a carry on movie. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. um uh. A lovely um, Native American lady, and I'm doing that in quotation marks because I'm pretty sure she's not.
0: Yeah, because uh, no, not yeah. at all.
1: Uh, brings out a peace pipe for them to smoke, and Jane so James gets another chance to do his growl, doesn't he? Does
0: that a lot in this movie? He does it a few times in the yeah. film, yeah,
1: yeah. And he gets one
0: as well, doesn't he? <laughs> I
1: think later in the movie, he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But and so Sid said Rumpo Kid convinces the uh, Native Americans to actually do the attack on the coach.
1: Because Big Heap um, likes a drink. That's right. He likes some fire water. That's right. Charles Hawtrey playing another uh,
0: drunk. Who'd have thought I it? I think where they got that from. I don't know. I don't know. So he convinces the Native Americans to do it, right?
1: Yeah, but... Um... Doesn't Big Heap accidentally blow himself up with a... He's rubbing two sticks together and, and Rumpo gives him a couple of bits of dynamite and he rubs those together and blows himself up in a very cartoonish
0: way. Yeah, there's a couple of cartoony explosions, isn't
1: there? I think if, you, if you're if going to get away with it, a carry-on movie's the place to do it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to see this in Dunkirk.
1: <laughs> oh, can you imagine?
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? It It's not like he goes for realism, you know? <laughs> Look at, look, look at the beginning of Dunkirk, look how clean that place is. <laughs> that's true, that's true. It'd be bombed to shit in reality. And those flagpoles, they weren't there till after the war. Maybe in
1: this new Oppenheimer movie, when the big explosion goes off, <laughs> there'll just be one guy <laughs> sat in the middle of it with all his clothes in shreds. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping there's a guy in a fridge. Oh, let's not talk about that. Have you, have you, have you seen the, the terrible reviews that this new uh, Indiana Jones movie's getting? Yeah,
0: let's, let's talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about off that offer uh, later, yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, Mash on the coach, he sees the smoke signals from the Native Americans, and he has a smoke signal translation book. <laughs> As you do. Which I like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you would, didn't you? I like it.
1: Uh, and there's a terrible joke here that that um, is one of those jokes that, that makes you groan and chuckle at the same time. When uh, doesn't doesn't the guy go, engines? And then he says, "Railway engines." <laughs> he goes,
0: "I think I missed that <laughs> one." Okay.
1: You kind of inside, you kind of go, Ugh. but on the outside, you go, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Annie uh, reveals that her suitcase is full of guns and starts shooting the Indians, mm-hmm. um, but uh, obviously, partial peanut, he thinks he's shooting them.
1: Yeah, and the attack fails because they, they, she manages to, to...
0: Well, she kills quite a few of them, doesn't she? She does, <laughs> yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Big Heap orders a retreat by saying, Umper, stick jumper, <laughs> bloody quick. It's its the way he says bloody quick at the end of it that sells it, isn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah.
1: Rumpo then falls off his horse into a bunch of cactus that stick in... I, yeah I never realized that cacti grew in the Surrey countryside. That was another shocker for me. You keep saying the Surrey countryside but
0: it looks like the West to me. Does it?
1: Did yeah. you watch it without your glasses I'm on f- Colin?
0: I'm, f- I'm fully on board. Oh
1: yeah, you you're in. They've got you.
0: I mean, yeah, all yeah, right. yeah, they got me. Yeah, i was totally convinced those cacti were real. Okay, all right. I'll
1: go with it. So they get they get they get and to Stodge that... City, don't they?
0: Yeah, but, but Marshall is unconscious. That's right, yeah. And that, yeah, and Annie, because she doesn't want to reveal who she is, pretends that Marshall did all the work defending the coach. hmm In the sheriff's office, the judge discovers that Marshall Peanut is a sanitation engineer, not a real Marshall.
1: Yeah, but he wants to just keep it quiet, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, because no one else knows he's not a real Marshall, and, and and even the judge thinks he did kill all those Indians. That's right, that's right. There's, there's, an, so, there's another
1: good line here as well when uh, he's talking about his grandfather being the original Burke that came over on the Mayflower.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, right. all, all his family are Burks, right?
1: <laughs> do, do you think that the way that they wrote these scripts was kind of the way that they come up... When they write Bond movies, they come up with a gadget and then work backwards. They come up with the names and then go, oh, oh, they get the joke and then they come up with the, with the names afterwards.
0: Yeah, maybe. I can see what yeah. you mean. I think
1: there's a bit of of, of backwards engineering going on in carry-on movies sometimes.
0: I also noticed that they often purr Peter Butterworth and and, uh, Kenneth Williams together, and Peter Butterworth is always the one that's like being slightly sarcastic to Kenneth Williams by making jokes that are about his character.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the other one that they do it really well in is the... um, Is it Don't Lose Your Head? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I get that. Yeah. Is this the first time that they do purr them up? Or is there a, uh, an earlier purr up? I have a feeling this might be the first one, you know.
0: Yeah, it might be, yeah. they
1: really yeah. work well together, don't they?
0: Yeah, and I like Peter Butterworth's, like, it's not, it's not a sarcastic face, but it's clearly one that's like, I'm doing this joke and it's about you, but I'm pretending that I'm, I'm an idiot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, it's, it's very well done.
1: Sounds kind of
0: familiar, that dynamic. I don't know why. Well, there's, there's there's a person who's like, really he's the smart one and in control yeah. of everything and makes fun of the yeah, other guy. Yeah, I don't know why
1: that sounds so familiar mm. to me,
0: Colin. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it'll come to yeah. you. Anyway,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. sure it will. In the saloon, rumpo hears that Annie is asking questions about the mm-hmm. sheriff. And he goes to throw her out, but discovers her in the bath. And for some reason, he no longer wants to throw her out. I wonder why that would be. Don't know. Well, no. I can't see it. Are you wearing your glasses? (laughs) Returning the joke. Um, On his way out, though, Belle slaps him because she knows what's going Mm -hmm. on. Rumpo enters the sheriff's office and tells him there's going to be more rustling tonight. Oh, what's his plan, Paul? Why is he revealing this?
1: Well, I think he's going to frame him or try and frame him.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. 'Cause Judge says that Not should gather a posse and go out at night and catch the rustlers in the act, but he doesn't want to be in the posse. What's up?
1: No, you, you reminded me that, that doesn't he say? Oh, he Not needs a posse because Not a pussy.
0: Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, because yeah, because he says you need to get a posse. And he says, why are this scared of cats? Why? Which which is a joke that could have gone a very different direction.
1: Well, you know, the the, the British comedies do have a long history of pussy gags. They do, mm-hmm. Mrs. Slocum. Mrs. Slocum's
0: pussy, yeah, she's always stroking it. Yeah, yep. And uh, Magic Roundabout. What? Nut goes to... <laughs> it's like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> People be like, oh, I need to rewatch yeah. that show. <laughs> I, miss, I miss those. Looking for the pussy gags. <laughs> yeah. Nut goes to the saloon to get the party together and asks Rumpo but he says they've got choir practice. Mm -hmm. He does offer two of his boys, though. And what are their names?
1: Uh, Dom and Dick. You're close. They're called Short and Curly.
0: Oh, that's right. (laughs) Right. So Marshall, and the two men go out to get the rustlers, and he's hoping to deputise them, but they don't want to wear the badges Mm -hmm. because shiny badges make a nice target. Not thinking about this removes his badge. That's right. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He goes to get his horse and it runs away.
1: Yeah, doesn't he? He tries to get on and the saddle falls off and he just goes... Yes. Yeah. More physical comedy. It's amazing that he didn't get hurt, Jim Dale, doing some of this stuff. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. And he's watching from a room in the saloon and she decides that she's going to go help. hmm So, Rumpel's men knock out the colonel's men. Then Rumpel goes to the colonel and tells him that he saw some men rustling the cattle. Yep. Meanwhile, Nutt and, and the two men that are with him are looking for the rustlers. But then they decide, oh, we're going to go and we'll go get help, leaving Nutt on his own without his badge. Mm-hmm. So when Rumpo arrives with the colonel, he's like, oh, there's a rustler. And so they grab Nut, and they're going to string him up.
1: Yeah, this, this is this is the most uh, complicated plot point in the whole movie, isn't it? <laughs> this bit. It is, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to rewind it.
0: More complicated than most carry-on films. It is,
1: it is. But I have history of getting confused at carry-on movies, you know.
0: That's true, yeah. 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 Carry on screaming. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Paul wants to do the hanging and uh, Nut says he's always been highly strong.
1: <laughs> See, again, you groan, but you're kind of laughing as well.
0: Yeah. Good laugh is why I pointed it out. It was funny. <laughs> but Annie watching this comes in with guns blazing. She's disguised, so they don't know who she is. And she rescues Nutt and knocks out Rumpo. She's really guns blazing because
1: she's firing in all directions when she's riding on that horse.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's
1: firing in directions where there's no one standing. So I don't know what's going that's on true. there. That's true. But, but now uh, Nutt's terrified now, isn't he? Yeah, he's,
0: he's not going to carry on pretending to be the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens because the judge goes and he finds that Nutt is refusing to leave and has locked himself in.
1: And doesn't he say to the judge that, that the masked man that saved him smelled of perfume? And then the judge says, Ooh, we're getting some funny lot round here these days.. <laughs> it does show.
0: Yeah. Uh, the colonel turns up and says the rustlers turn up in the night and they're like, "How do you know?" And he turns around and he's got hoof marks up the back of his jacket. Again cartoonish. Yeah, very mm. cartoonish because they're like, well you can match them, match them up to the, uh, the horses and you're like, "I don't think that works that way I don't think You can match horseshoes. They're not distinctive. You,
1: you know what that reminded me of? Do you remember a movie? I think it was late 70s or early 80s and it had Kurt Douglas in it and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I think it was called Cactus Jack.
0: Oh, I remember the name, yeah. And
1: there's there's, there's, there's bits in it where he, he's, trying to, he's trying to hold up... Arnold Schwarzenegger's riding a, a, a carriage and he's trying to hold it up. So he paints a big black circle onto the side of a mountain. And then, of course, obviously, it goes straight through the black circle, and then oh, he tries to right ride there. through it, and he goes splat onto the side of the. I mean, that's a very carry-on gag, isn't it?
0: It's cartoon. Yeah. It's like a Tex Avery cartoon yeah. or something. Um, I don't know if I've seen that film.
1: I think I saw it as a double bill with Spider-Man Strikes Back. It's a
0: weird purring. It was a
1: very weird purring, Yeah, you remember when they used to put those two, they'd get two episodes of something, and yeah. stick
0: them together? Yeah. Wow, it's almost like they, they just scrambled in the bin and went, What have we got? That Spider Man thing, and <laughs> we got this Western comedy. All right, that'll do. You, Beautiful. You need to
1: look that up, Colin. What? Uh, Cactus Shack, I will.
0: Yeah. All right, I'll look it up. Uh, so, uh, Nut goes out to stop Rumpo as he's riding along, and Rumpo rides just straight over him.
1: <laughs> and he's just laying in the ground with one arm stuck up in the air, isn't he?
0: Yes, yes. So then we cut to uh, Annie making an entrance in the saloon. Singing a song. Apparently she was uh, terrified of
1: doing this. So much so that Joan Sims literally had to physically push her onto the set.
0: Is it because she's not a confident singer?
1: But I'm pretty sure she's not singing live anyway.
0: Yeah, probably not. Unless
1: she was singing live and then they re-recorded it later.
0: Re-recorded it. Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, how can I put this? Um, Politely. I'll try. Of all the good points of Angela Douglas, of which there are many in this movie, Mm -hmm. singing voice isn't one of them, is it? No. 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 And it's not that great a song either. No, it's not Mm -hmm. terrific. The title song of the movie is better.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree.
1: And it kind of, did you feel like the movie kind of like slowed down here?
0: Yeah, but it felt like it was a requirement, like, like if you if you do watch those Bob Hope films, they always have a song in them too. Yeah, there's there's a. It seemed to be a thing for the for the comedy western. There seemed to be a thing where you had to have a song in it at some. point. Yeah, there was
1: always at least one song for for him and one song for Jane Russell, and then maybe a duet as well <laughs> somewhere yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And and that it's those movies from the forties, those comedy westerns that this is parodied in, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting when you think about blazing saddles. Which came what, at least maybe a decade after this. Yeah. So he's Blazing Saddles parodying those movies and this movie as well.
0: Or is it just parodying the sixties style of Westerns? Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, could be. Um, so she's singing this song and she's making you know, she's she's getting a feather boa on the guys and tilting the hats. And then she goes up to Rumpo and she starts to like come on to him while she's singing mm-hmm. and stuff. And this makes Belle jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then the song finishes and uh, Annie starts talking to Rompo and she goes to his office and Rompo follows. And then Annie, she uses a trick to find out who killed her father because she pretends that she wants to thank the person who killed the sheriff because the sheriff killed her father. Yeah,
1: Yeah. she she gets him Um, to reveal it, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: yeah, and Rompo's like, oh, I I killed him. It was me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, now she's got her man, but she tells him to come to a room. Ten o'clock.
1: Yeah, with the most elaborate way of killing someone that I've ever seen. Yeah, she's got she's got a shotgun attached to a piece of string to the door handle, but then she just stands there holding two guns as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's pretty. But 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 that whole thing is for that joke (laughs) later, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Not isn't dead. Uh, No, he's revived.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. even though the doctor is they're measuring him for a coffin, aren't they? Yeah. yeah and the doc realizes it's his watch that stopped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and even in that bit when when he realizes um the way that Butterworth plays it he's slightly sarcastic about it. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. it's not no. his fault. It <laughs> doesn't care.
1: So big heap and little heap they roll into town literally.
0: Yeah, uh little heap is uh bringing the big heap on a not a horse and carriage it's like a thing he's dragging along but Little Heap treats it like it's a taxi. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Because he says to him, go straight home and don't pick up any other furs. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's what he does.
1: So Big Heap goes into the saloon, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, but Rumpo is apparently going to kill him if he turns into town. Turns into town? If he appears mm-hmm. in town.
1: But Big Heap's the he has got a plan, hasn't he, for what he wants to do? Has he? I think he just... He wants oh, fire water. You mean he...
0: Yeah, 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 I see what you mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So he just goes in and yells. Gold uh, strike or does
1: something, he yell, doesn't he? Gold and strike,
0: everyone runs out. yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he t- gives a location where the gold is. Yeah,
1: and then everyone runs out and he just drinks everyone's drinks. He goes around the tables.
0: Yeah. I wonder if that would work now, do you think? Do you, you want to try it? I mean, I don't think you could do gold strike, though. What, what could I do? You know, what... Two for one at Greg's, everyone runs out. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's your... yeah. But then you'd be running as well.
1: Steak bags, two for one. I'd have been first.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. You'd be like, two for one Greg's. And then you went, like, wait, wait, is there? And you'd be running. And then you'd be like, oh, this plan didn't work.
1: Oh, I, yeah, but Colin, which do you think comes first? Food or drink?
0: With you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Drink. Yeah, you see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think it through. Think it through. Mm-hmm. Rumpo goes up to Annie's room. On his way, yep. he, he sees Big Heat, but because he's focused on, you know, his liaison with mm-hmm. annie oakley he's just like how and keeps going would you think i thought that was funny
1: yeah that was that was a good gag and he um he, he keeps being interrupted every time he goes up there doesn't he
0: yeah yeah and i also think it's funny that uh, he, uh Rumpo goes how and uh big Heaps like hello he's like not speaking <laughs> not doing any native american or anything
1: and, and it's the way that Charles Hawtrey says it as than, well. Yeah. Oh, hello. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Only he can
0: do it the way he does it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so suddenly, so as they're talking, Rumpo realizes that Big Heap is in the saloon because he can hear him. Mm-hmm. And he goes back down. And they lock Big Heap up because they realize that Big Heap, is getting drunk. He's going to tell everything to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so back up, Rumpo goes to Annie Oakley's room. But then Not turns up to arrest him, so he has to go back down again. And they
1: tell him about um, Not tells him about the cattle raid, doesn't he? That's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Rumpo says bullocks, <laughs> and he goes, "I know
0: what I'm talking about." <laughs> <laughs> yep, good old bullocks joke. Uh, and then Rumpo just says he lent his horse to Big Heap, so it must have been Big Heap who did it.
1: Yeah. So they still got nothing on him.
0: Yep. So they leave, but again mm-hmm. before Rumpo could get to Annie, Charlie discovers that Big Heap has escaped. Yeah, so he has to go find Big Heap, but not finds him first, drunk in the street, and locks him in the jail.
1: That's right, and um, so then he get Rumpo gets one of his goons, the the he's the guy that we were talking about earlier, the one with the hit and miss accent.
0: Yes, the Charlie, the bartender. Yeah,
1: uh, he he gets him to go up and tell um, Annie that uh, he's not going to make it and uh, he falls into Annie's trap instead, doesn't he, and gets blasted.
0: Yeah. Shot, falls over the veranda mm. Annie comes out and she's like oh, sorry <laughs> I've killed the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, and then we get um, this this whole bit where it's, it's the staple of every British sex comedy isn't it? The hiding under the bed routine and yeah.
0: yeah, the the first. Mm.
1: Hmm. So so Bell goes to see Nut, and he's terrified of her, isn't he? Yes.
0: Yes. And she's she's coming on to him, mm-hmm. and she tells him she can tell him all about Rumpo and that he fixed up the stagecoach attack, and mm-hmm. he's the one who's been rustling, and she'll give evidence.
1: Yeah, but then they get interrupted because Annie comes in.
0: Yep. So Bell goes under the bed. Mm. Hmm.
1: This is this is like those um. No, no sex, please, were British kind of things, isn't it? Yeah, it was always, there's always yeah. a vicar with his trousers down or something like that
0: in those movies. It reminded me yeah, of that. Say, yeah, i am sure. I'm sure uh, there's scenes like this in Are uh, You Being Served? Uh, I think even Duty Free probably did something like this at some point. You know, probably, kind of probably. Yeah, hello, hello.
1: Definitely yes. hello, hello. Yes, definitely
0: yeah. hello, hello. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Annie tells him that she's in love with him. Yeah, that am out the blue, didn't it? it did, well, didn't maybe it? not. She kind of grew to like his silly little ways. And she's I always guess. saving him.
1: I guess. I guess he's
0: like a pet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that feeling.
1: Uh, and then um, Belle and Annie discover each other, and we get another good old carry on stable of a cat fight, don't we? In fact, we get two cat fights. We do,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a weird cat fight, though. It's like they didn't really know what to do. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure that Joan Sims could take her, don't you think?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. One punch. (laughs) It'd be a clothesline. To (laughs) to be honest, I think Joan Sims could take Jim Dale. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Rumpo and Little Heap go to break out Big Heap from the sheriff's um, It's confusing, but yes. And, And that's when Rumpo sends a girl over to distract Nutt, and then there's more bedroom farce. Uh, and yeah. that's where the second Not cat fighting. fight kicks off. Yeah. Uh, and then Rumpo blows up the jail and breaks out Big Heap, and well, doesn't doesn't Little Heap go? There's a big um, outline of a body through the through the ceiling. Yeah,
0: it's a second comedy explosion. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It's it's kind of funny though,
0: isn't it? Oh, it is. I'm <laughs> no problem with it. We don't see him again, do we? He's dead, right? No, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to check. Yeah, I do like when Belle and Annie and Dolores are fighting and Jim Dale's like, think of the neighbours. Uh, so they're going to get, so they almost get him out, but they're knocked, hit I, I do like this massive explosion and then Not goes, shh, shh I think I heard something. <laughs> and they go running out and he thinks he's got Rumpo Kid, mm-hmm. caught him in the act mm-hmm. of trying to get a prisoner out. But then he says, You go through there, and I'm going to lock you up. And the Rumpo kid's like, you you want us to go on that side? Because he's got the cell mixed up. He's on the inside of the cell, not the
1: outside. So he gets locked in his own cell, doesn't he?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And then Rumpo's men kidnap Judge Burke, and they take him to their secret hideout, which is a cabin out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. And Rumpo tries to bribe the judge at first, but then... Um, Burt caves in and completely rats nut out as being a plumber and Rumpo is yeah. not too happy about this and uh, decides that he just wants to go and kill him now doesn't he yep
0: yeah. and he's not afraid I, I mean I, I guess he was always a bit wary of him too because he had this reputation of killing all these Indians yeah. and stuff
1: yeah yeah so that's probably why he, d- he doesn't really want to confront him directly up to this point isn't it right yeah I did like how, how the judge just instantly flips doesn't he <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's um. He says I'll uh, I'll cut you in on all the 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 money and uh, that I make from the town, and he's just like, "How much is that?" <laughs> so Annie busts
1: not out of his own. Busts not. <laughs> Annie busts <a> nut. <laughs> all right. Isn't uh. <laughs> that a music act? I think so. She she breaks not out of his own cell, and the judge comes back to town. Um, they slung him over a horse and and sent him back to yes. town and uh the the judge tells him that rumpo's coming to get him at high noon to, to which he then says at most unoriginal time which was kind of funny
0: yeah yeah i don't i wouldn't want to fight at high noon why not i'd be too i just don't like going out once you know once i've been in all morning I don't want to go, I'd rather do it first thing in the morning, get up, get dressed, go out, shoot somebody, Yeah. go home. Yeah. But if I've been at home all day, so put my gun belt on, my boots, Yeah. Too much hassle, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Uh, and by yeah. high noon, I'm probably about three or four beers in. Well, that's true, you know. yeah.
0: yeah not, not. So not just high noon, you're high too. <laughs> that's
1: right, yes. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. too much effort. Yeah. And if there's one thing I don't like, it's too much effort, Colin. You know this.
0: I do, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so nott discovers that Annie was the one who shot the Indians and rescued him. Mm-hmm. and then not has a plan involving drains do 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 western towns have drainage systems, I'm pretty sure they didn't, oh, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they didn't, but well i i I let it go because I also like the fact that they manage to write in a solution being part of his job, even though his <laughs> part of his job was a joke originally.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, let's face it, I mean, if you're going to pick pick holes in the fact that there's there's sewers in this town in a carry-on movie, you shouldn't be watching a carry-on movie, really, should you? No,
0: that is true, yeah, yeah. That's, that is a good point, yeah.
1: So Annie tries to teach not how to shoot in...
0: Yeah, two hours. Two hours.
1: We get this... Uh, it's kind of a fun montage, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's no way he could learn how to shoot like her <laughs> no. in two hours.
1: Uh, and in the middle of the montage, you, you see the uh, undertaker frantically making coffins, don't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. which which in some way, he must have trust in Marshall P. Not because if he didn't, he would just need one coffin.
1: That's true. That's true. Maybe he's just playing the odds. You
0: know, he's a good businessman. Maybe. I mean, he's going to need him eventually anyway. Oh, of course. So he might as well. It's the West. It's
1: the Wild West. Somebody's going to die at some point, aren't
0: they? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. And uh, so when uh, Rumpo Kid turns up with his men, Marshall uses the drainage system to like pop up, (laughs) fire a gun, and then go down, run to the other manhole Mm cover, pop up and keep shooting. And he keeps doing that, taking each person out until there's just Rumpo Kid left.
1: It's a really good scene, I think, and, and Sid James plays it so well because he, he keeps shouting, nut, where are you? with increasing levels of panic as all of his men are, are dying around him, which is, I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, it is.
0: And then uh, one of the things that took me out of the film was a sec for a second was they, they did a crash zoom on Sid James like a spaghetti western, yet they've not been shooting like that throughout the whole film. It's almost a callback to the good shot right at the beginning
1: of the movie when which isn't a crash zoom but it's a really good shot when sid james first rides into town and gets off the horse and it's and it's shot from from behind mm. so we get a good shot at the beginning of the movie and then we get this crash zoom at the end of the movie
0: right but stylistically it just it threw me because it's totally not what you expect from a carry on film and it's also not something we've been seeing throughout the entire film because it's just normal Static camera, you know, because time is money. Well, that's true. Carry on yeah. films. Well, Lock the camera down, shoot, and move on.
1: Weren't those weren't those kind of shots though? Um, they were starting to become a thing in the '60s. I remember that they started from, to do them in spaghetti
0: the, westerns. Use them a lot. That's where it's from. That's what they were copying. They started to use
1: them in in third season episodes of Star Trek, if I remember as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So they they, they were around a lot in the '60s. Mm, okay. I think. So maybe they just thought, let's let's bang one in here quick. It's gonna well, look just, good, isn't it? I just
0: assume they were like aping the spaghetti western, but Yeah. I mean it makes it look gritty and real, doesn't it? It does, but it's just odd because it's out of place. If they'd mm. done the whole film like that, I I suppose them... if
1: they if they had done the whole film like that, they would have took you out of the, the, the carry on aspects of it.
0: I don't know if they've done it consistently. For me it was just the jarring. Oh no, it was
1: jarring, definitely. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it was jarring. I mean, carry-on movies are are basically... (laughs) Calm down. Is that your pacemaker, Colin? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Carry-on movies are um, basically always shot, with a few exceptions, like carry-on screaming. Flat lighting, pump the camera down in front of people and let them do their thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's how you don't go over shooting schedule for thirty mm-hmm. odd films. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's a style. It's you know, it is its own style. No, I, oh, I don't knock it. No, not at all. It's fine. Not at all. Yeah. So, so, so I, 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 I would if I was watching this for the first time. Obviously, I'm not, and and so I know what, what the ending is. But I'd be worried that Sid was going to die.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the only option, right? Got to kill the rumpo kid,
1: but but what? At the last minute, Belle rides into uh, town and saves him.
0: She does, yeah. Jumps on the horse, mm-hmm. rides away. And, and then there's a there's a kiss. There is, and then he shoots himself. At <laughs> The end. <laughs> yeah. Took
1: a dark turn there at the end, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, puts the gun to his head, blows his <laughs> brains <down laughs> out. The end. No, no, he, he's saying to her that, oh, he ran out of bullets and fires are gone to prove and then accidentally shoots, shoots, himself. shoots himself in the foot and does a comedy walk-off.
1: <laughs> and, and that is the end of Carry On Cowboy.
0: Yeah, cool. What did you think of Carry On Cowboy, Pop?
1: Um, I'm a big fan of the historical period carry-ons. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said before, they, I always think that they've got better scripts, better production values. Uh, and usually the performances are... They seem to be, I don't know, they just seem to be slightly more at the top of the game in those yeah. period ones. So it's funny that Carry On Cowboy is always one that I forget about. And I think maybe that's... God knows why I forget about it, because it's got all those things that I just mentioned. Mm. So I don't know why I forget about it. Well, I think
0: it's, it's not one they seem to show that often for some reason. No, I suppose it isn't. No. Like, see... it was. It's always carry on up the Kyber, carry on Cleo. Or the Doctor ones. Or the Doctor ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't really show this one. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder whether there's some sort of reason for that. Or maybe they just think people weren't going to be interested in a, in a comedy western.
0: Comedy western,
1: maybe. Anymore. Maybe. Maybe the gags don't come as thick and as fast as some of the other carry-on movies. Once we get past the first sort of 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's still witty and it's still clever. Probably cleverer than some of the later carry-on movies. Yes. All the performances are really good. And especially Sid James and Kenneth Williams. I think they steal everything that they're in. And they got some really good scenes together. For, for two actors that couldn't stand each other, they have great chemistry on screen. Yeah. It looks really good. So for me, yeah, this is... Uh, we, uh, you knew I was going to say it's a hit. It's a hit. I did. It's yeah. a hit. Yeah. And I would yeah. imagine that you feel pretty much the same, don't you?
0: No, totally the opposite. All right, okay, go on. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, it's it's, up there. it's one of my favourite carry-on films.
1: Is it really? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, like, you know, it's up there with Cleo and I and, know uh, and, uh, and I'm not say carry-on Jack. I'm not sure if that's up there with my favourites. That would be a weird one, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have to rethink that idea. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's definitely one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. And, and you got. And bear in mind, I'm a, I'm a big Sid James fan, so I always put those ones higher.
1: Yeah, you're still holding out for that Daniel Craig starring uh, Sid I James am, yeah. biopic, aren't you?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. He's getting to the age. He could do it.
0: He could. He could do a Carry On Bond, but he plays it like Sid James playing James Bond. No, that I'd watch. Yeah. No, I like it. The jokes are good. Uh, I like the set design. I like the fact that all the characters, um, the characters are very. Ah, so I'm going to use a silly word. I'm going to use the word "real." But obviously, they're not real because it's a Western parody, but they they feel like they are characters in that universe, and not they're just for the jokes.
1: Yeah, I get that. I get. I understand right? what you mean. There's
0: yeah. there's a there's natural story here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a. Oh, these people have gone on camping. What what funny lyrics? <laughs> I mean, as much as I like that one. But what funny likes will happen? It's a, it's an actual film story and it's a parody of films like Carry On Spying, you know. Yeah,
1: it didn't it didn't feel like um, a collection of sketches that were strung loosely together like some of those later ones do. That like the campaign. Exactly. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it's a hit.
1: Who'd have thought it? Another Carry On movie yeah. that we loved.
0: What a surprise! I know. We haven't done one in a long time. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't done a Carry On film that we don't like. Maybe we should.
1: Yeah, which one do you do though? Do you do Emmanuel, England, or Columbus?
0: I mean, do you even? Yeah, do, do Columbus? I don't count Columbus. You don't. Sorry. I mean, I know people do, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that that's off the table. All right. Emmanuel. Probably Carry On England. I think. Yeah, I would go with that. You know, Carry On Emmanuel. I think I've only ever seen
1: it once or twice. Which probably says something. About probably, yeah. Yeah. probably the same as you. <laughs> Wasn't it made after Sir James had died? I think so, yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's late 70s, isn't it? Very late 70s. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So that's uh, another episode of Retrospection. Nicely wrapped up and delivered to your portal. <laughs> Are we still doing carry-on gags here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So that's another episode of Retrospection Finish. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. And don't forget, you can follow us on Spotify for the playlist from all the films and the shows that we've reviewed. You can also actually follow the podcast on Spotify because we're there now as well. Yes, we're everywhere in your ears, Pouring into your ears. We're coming for you. From every direction. With that, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.